Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hustle. It's John Lamoureux. Okay, we are continuing our series on the great unsung British alternative slash post-punk bands of the 80s with this week's guest, John Lever, drummer for what I think is maybe the most underrated band of all time, The Chameleons. Why every single Cure fan on earth doesn't also own their three core albums from the 80s, I will never understand. Script of the Bridge, What Does Anything Mean, Basically, and Strange Times, which is one of my favorite albums of all time, are the most beautiful, dark, powerful music ever. Now, let me give you some history. The Chameleons were made up of four guys. Lead singer and bassist, Mark Burgess. Two guitarists, Dave Fielding and Reg Smithies. And then John on drums. And unfortunately, there is a lot of drama in this band. They broke up a long time ago and went on and did other projects. Mark and John specifically did an offshoot band called The Sun and the Moon. Mark put out some solo albums that John worked on. Mark is out there now currently kind of touring under the name Chameleon Vox, as in Chameleon's lead singer, Vox Voice, that John was a part of until about a year ago. So in this episode, I really wanted to honor what I think is, like I said, one of the greatest bands ever, and hear the story of what happened and what went wrong. But I have to admit, this was a challenging conversation with John for a few reasons. First of all, he has a very thick accent that I found really difficult to understand. Secondly, as nice as he was, he actually didn't want to talk about the chameleons. That was very difficult, considering I wanted to tell the story of the chameleons. And I'm afraid I probably just didn't recuperate from those two things quick enough. And so I'm afraid I failed him. We didn't get out of it what I was hoping to get out of it. On the plus side though, John currently has a band that is incredible. They're called the Red-Sided Garter Snakes. Weird name, I know. But they put out two albums. One's called Endless Sea, which I have. I love it. The other one is called Blue Lake. I haven't heard that one yet. He was very nervous, you'll notice, but he seemed to warm up. It seemed to be easier and more comfortable for him to talk about Red-Sided Garter Snakes. I think highly enough of that band that I I don't mind this going out there because I hope you'll get turned on to one of these two bands. I hope you'll like the music we play. I hope it'll rekindle your love for Chameleons, Red Sided Goddard Snakes, whatever. John was a really nice man. He has a really interesting way of making money nowadays too, which I think is fascinating. I also had reached out to Mark Burgess to see if he wanted to talk. I also reached out to Dave Fielding, the guitarist, to see if he wanted to talk. And largely, he and Reg are basically off the grid. They don't have email, they don't have computers, they don't have smartphones, nothing. So unfortunately, I set out to tell the story of the chameleons and I'm afraid it's gonna remain untold. John's a good man. He called me from his home in Manchester. So you can ask me anything you want, it don't matter. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll man, thank you for saying that. For starters, for years now, I've been telling, I'm a big music guy, obviously, and I've been telling anyone who will listen to me that, in my opinion, the Chameleons are the most underrated band, especially of the 80s, obviously of the 80s, but one of the most underrated of all time. 
And I think whenever I say that, I feel like I'm saying something really profound, you know, like I'm dropping a bomb of wisdom on my friends, and they have to go reckon with that. And they got to go, who, chameleons. Okay, now i got to really dive into the chameleons and see what John is talking about. But I'm realizing as I grow older and the years go by that that's actually a pretty common opinion about your band. And I'm guessing you must hear that a lot. Do you? Yeah, I do. I did then as well. We got a bit of sort of like recognition. We we got, you know, wrote about it in the music press and all this and the other, a little bit, but not much. And we uh, kind of, at the time, we proved it because we're, it's like the Hacienda in Manchester, for instance. I mean, we held the record. We sold it out twice. Yeah. Uh, nobody's ever done that. The Ritz, we sold that out twice in Manchester. We sold out the Academy one. Where Amazing. I'm talking from now, it's uh, in my backyard. It's the Witchwood in Ashton. That's an underlying Lancashire. That's where I'm from. It's my backyard. Okay. So five nights out there. Obviously, we did Toronto. We've done that a few times. We've got an album called Live in Toronto. That was sold out. In other places in Canada and America, toured it ten times. Yeah. You know, we've, I, we've I toured like America, chameleons, Europe, like, everything. Yeah. I feel like Chameleons are one of those bands that the legend grows over time. You know, maybe it was a band that got taken for granted of in the moment. But after 30 years, in retrospect, I think, I don't know if you notice it or if it's enough to sustain you, but I feel like Chameleons are one of those bands where the legend grows year after year and you just get more and more respected. But unfortunately, the band is not the band anymore to fully capitalize on that, right? So, what? I mean, it seems like drama is just connected to the story of the chameleons. Why is that? It hasn't only just happened to the band. It's like uh, there's some great bands out there, that, 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 like the House of Love, that's one band. That, that they they were all scratching outside. House of Love, yeah, I love them too. The Verve, they're the same. In fact, got somebody interested in playing from the Verve on the next album, so that's Really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. I would um, think that would be but, a match made in heaven, you playing with the birds. That sounds perfect. No, no, just what just one member. It's all right. He's a, oh. a, a mate of mine. I can't Still. I won't tell you what it's called. <laughs> okay, that's uh, fine. But but he's, Still, he, that makes sense. He's already told me and the other people it's all like the chameleons, for instance. Uh, it's sad, I know, but I mean it's like thirty four years of my life. Yeah. Been ripped out of me. So Yeah. I'm a bit I'm a bit sort of like funny about certain things. Dave has played on my first album, the Red Tried Gas album. And um he's like a brother to me anyway. Uh, right. I'm been him for a while. Dave feeling that is um Yeah. So that's all okay. cool. And he, he sounds okay. sounds great on the first album. He's not playing on the second album I'm just released. But, I wanna ask you more but, about this yeah. the Red Side I have questions about that too, but what's at the root of the drama within chameleons i mean we'll i want to get to your new it's, stuff in a little bit but what's at the root is it just people not being able to get along is it greed uh, is it drugs what is it basically what it is it's just the way it is but like i say i'm still in touch with dave <laughs> no problem there i'm still uh with bridge um i haven't seen him for ages but i haven't got a problem with reg at all and i don't think he's okay. picked a guitar up for five years you know what i mean what? i don't think he's oh. yeah serious yeah yeah He's so, one of the best uh, guitarists ever. Oh, that's 
Yeah, yeah no, I know. He, he don't. He don't bother anymore. He, but I'm still. I'm still active, obviously. Yeah. The other person, I really do not want to talk about. So that's a that okay. speaks volumes to you. Yes, it sure does. And that's what it is. But it I'm not sure mentioning. I'm not mentioning okay. his name. Wow. Um, okay. Only, there's only me. There's only me and a few other people that know the truth about that person. But I mean, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I, I really don't want to talk about him. Okay. About him. Okay. Well, can in I all, ask whatever some, it is. Yeah. Okay. I'll ask some questions. Um, I'll try to make them more general. If you don't want to answer them, or it's not. No, it's all right. I'm, okay. I'm whatever okay. I've set up to now. I'm quite happy with. So I noticed though that you, of all of them, remained loyal to him. For the longest, I mean, it seems to me that you stuck it out through chameleons, through chameleons Vox, through Sun yep. and Moon. Yep. there for a, I mean, you, you wrote it out. And it seems to yep. me, too, that I don't know that you did much else. It doesn't seem like you were joining a lot of other bands or even playing session work with other people very often. Yeah, I did. And there's a, there's a few other little bands as well that I, that I did actually play with. That, that, well, I wrote songs with. I've rearranged them um, and I've co-produced them to go on both albums. So. Endless Sea. Okay. Uh, that's the first album. That's the one that yeah. Dave played on. And, uh, yeah, uh, got I have a, that one. As symbolizing the generative force in
Jimmy's on it of uh, Pure Essence. There's, okay. there's loads of people involved in that. Um, and uh, like now, and, uh, Steve Wilson out of Canary's yeah. Crane. He's a great lad. He's, I've known him for years. I used to be in a band with him called Wilson as well. But I mean, it was just like, you know, like, it's just like you just do it, don't you? I can't, I can't do session. I'm not capable, to be honest with you. Can't Aren't there anyone. millions of people out there who would love to have John Lever play on their album, playing the way you yeah. do? Yeah. But you can't do it or you don't want to do it? Uh, no, it's a, I'm self-taught. So I've, I've been offered um, a few things. Last time I was over in America, say, for instance, uh, played with um, uh-huh. that bit, the Chameleon's Box, <laughs> uh-huh. which is uh-huh. a dirty word for me now. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. I think it was about 20 dates, 25 dates or something like that. And I was playing yeah. for um, the support band, uh, like called Jack Sobel. Okay. Uh, he's got a great band called Black Swan Lane. Sure. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, I've heard of them, yeah. They're absolutely, they're absolutely brilliant. What I was doing, I was doing, I was playing for them and then going off stage, sweating my tits off, <laughs> if you like. And then... <laughs> having a couple of beers or whatever, and then, no, I wasn't drinking at the time, having a couple of Cokes or whatever, and sure, then, uh, getting, sure. then um, getting back on stage and then playing with the Chameleon Vox. So I was, I was I was doing two gigs a night for 20 nights, all on the trot with no break in between. So I, I am capable of doing stuff like that, but I was only playing the way that I could play, so that's why I did a session. Okay. Huh. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how the how the business works or anything, but I would think there are bands like the Verve, like you mentioned, other bands mm. who were even Oasis or people who had been heavily influenced by Chameleons would love yeah, to have yeah, you yeah. playing with them to bring that sound, whether you read music or not. They just want to, they want to. You play by feeling, and they want that feeling on their album. I would think, right? I've been told that before, but I'm a bit shy, really, on that. Really? Just, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of pretty unconventional uh, on that front. But I, yeah, I've, but I've you're one of the greatest drummers ever. Oh. I don't know. You, uh, well, to me, I, I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of better, better ones flying about, and I'm, yeah. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. But I mean, I, I'm still capable of doing it. Yeah. I, I also raise a lot of money for. Um, Charity as well. Wow, you're still uh, uh, Matt Millen. Yeah, you know Matt Millen cancer's uh, support. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so how do you? Uh, I mean, what do you do then? Do you have a regular job, or is music no, your I don't primary know. job? No, I don't. Okay. Funnily enough, I collect coins. Do you really? 
For yeah, yeah, old? buy and sell medieval coins. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What a fascinating yeah. hobby. That is great. Yeah, well, sorry, yeah, you know, that's what I do, yeah. If I get broke, I'll lend that's money off the point. bank and buy coins with it and then double it up, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I do, fascinating. I love that. So between yeah, your... Yeah, silver coins and all, uh, yeah, okay. anything, Henry VIII, you name it, George wow. the first. Anything, anything. You know, I buy, I buy coins. Yeah. Wow, buy them and resell them, make some money, and between yeah, that yeah. and that's and what you do. Yeah, that yeah, and yeah, music. Yeah. That's your, that's your job, basically. That's, that's all I do. Them. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, with the music side of it, um, it's uh, this album is self-funded. The second yeah. one with the help of my girlfriend, okay. Lisa, it's cost a lot of money to to do this one, and we. We paid for it, and it's Africa. It's already just off the uh, oh, pre-sales. Good. good. So it's um, it's uh, the the Blue Lake album. already got the CDs for it at the moment, but the vinyl's coming out um, 20th of November, for okay. definite. There's, there's a lot of people in America that have pre-ordered it, but uh, to have send them both together, you know, uh, the CD yeah. and the, uh, the the vinyl. Yeah. Both 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 albums are on vinyl, um, the first album and the second album. There's a bit of a vinyl revival going on, so the factory sure, is sure is, yeah. working 24-7 all the time. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, I'll fill you in. So uh, I interviewed Dave Newton from, um, or David Newton from the Mighty Lemon Drops. Oh and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love them. Yeah, he's a yeah. good mate of mine. I yeah, that's what he said. Actually, he um, well, he <laughs> lives out here in L.A. Not that I live in Denver, Colorado, but he lives in the states in L.A. And um, yeah, we yeah. were talking about you guys, and I was saying what a huge fan I was, and I had I've actually reached out to Mark, I, I'm sorry, the former lead singer yeah, it's of the okay. okay, I've reached out to Mark several times to see if he would talk to me to be on the show, and I've never heard back, and I most I never know if that means they just didn't get the message, or if they aren't interested, I never know for sure, and yeah. I mentioned that to David, and he said, oh, I'm actually really good friends with John, and you should check out his new band, the Red Sided Garter Snakes, which is a really na- yeah. weird name for a band, you're going to have to tell me about that. And uh, yeah. so I went and found the album on Spotify, and I loved it. Yep. So I went and bought it, 
Um, yeah. Now I bought it off iTunes, so I don't have the CD case to read all the. You don't have the physical. The no, physical I wish I did. Well, I still I still collect CDs, but I bought it off iTunes. Yeah, well, it's you can get it. Uh, you can get both albums, like I say, on CD and vinyl. Both both of them, and uh, the okay. the vinyls look better because it's like old school. And um, sure. the, the artwork, oh, yeah. I've done all I've done all the artwork on it, but I've had it you have. obviously designed in. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. But Interesting. it's been designed by, because uh, um, I do art as well, so. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, both albums, uh, the, the artwork on it is, is mine. It's got all the information okay. about the band. It's all like a bit of a cooperative, but now I'm sort of like getting to the point now where I'm getting sort of like a, the core of uh, people. There's two lads out of Bauer, the singer and the guitarist out of Bauer, a band called Bauer, who are brilliant. Yep. Okay. Proper eighties. Sort of like remind me a bit like uh a bit like talk talk. That sort of thing. Oh, talk talk are like one of my favorite bands. I might love yeah. them more well, than you, yeah. no offense. I love talk talk I've got, one of my favorite um, bands ever. I've got a, a lad uh, called Ryan. He he's out of a band called the uh, Martyr Defile I think. Okay. They're, 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 okay. they're, they're sort of like a pretty heavy band but they they're pretty big in Germany and places like that, you know, and stuff okay. like that. So okay. he's, he's, I've got him as a guitarist. I've got, obviously, yeah, a bit bit like thrash metal. Actually, he's classically trained. He, he can play Spanish guitar, you know what I mean? His, his favourite. He, he, okay. It's absolutely crazy, really, because he's really, yeah. really brilliant musician, but he, he likes playing thrash metal. I don't know why. So, like, <laughs> piano player who, who's in the... Ed Butting Walls, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, wow. Okay. He's, he's, he's a great lad. Good. Nice looking Ryan. Yeah. Good, then, okay. Uh, but Andy Clegg, Andy Witt from uh, Sun and the Moon, obviously. Andy Witt's an actor now as well, so he, he acts on all the soaps over here. Oh, so interesting. He, he's, he's, you see, it's just like a massive big stupid mix here. I've got Paul, uh, Paul Benier as well. He's He's got his own. Sh- he's he's just so talented. I write I write songs with him. He's okay. From Liverpool, uh, the the Wirral. He's involved with a band called. If you want to give him a listen, it's uh, Sun Sunstack Jones. It's called. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll check that out too. He's 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 a massive he's a massive part of this uh, project of mine. Mary Joanne. Great. He's singing some one song, and uh, okay. Dad was in a band. What would they call him? Uh, it, can you dig it? They were called uh, Mock Turtles. Oh, okay. Okay, I've heard their name too. It's his daughter, actually. She sings on one of the tracks. Okay. Well, I like and, what um, I've heard so far. I mean, Steve, I Steve Coogan's daughter, basically. Leg. Okay. Oh, oh, niece, sorry. Steve Coogan's niece. <laughs> Steve Coogan's yeah. niece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Wow! Yeah, she sings, what are, what are she's actually singing it. She, she's singing at the gig as well. So oh, I don't like name dropping, but I mean, uh, I, uh, no, the other kid. I've fun. known him since I was a kid. So in a, his uh, his bands, his first band with Judge Happiness, and they were fucking, they were really good. I didn't say F word then. I stopped <laughs> halfway. You through. can if <laughs> you can if you want. By the way, there's no. Uh, there's All no right. Yeah. Here. yeah, you're welcome to say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. So I'm just curious. I mean, um, you know, I'm listening to Red Side and Carter Snakes, and it's 
sounds like somebody who would also have liked or be steeped in chameleons. There's sort of a very beautiful darkness there. That's what I always think of when I think of chameleons. It's sort of a mm. this really beautiful, dark mood, you know? I know you know. not depressing it's more beautiful than that it's almost uplifting when you mm. guys were coming together and you were making your sound in the early days in manchester um and you were signed you finally got signed to a label and everything did the yeah. label accept you as you were did they just want that sound and to put that out or was there some compromise that they were hoping that you guys could I've got to think back a few years now, and uh, the only the only thing, Virgin uh, Richard Branson, I shook his hand, and it was like really weird because I shook his hand and he says welcome welcome aboard or something like that to me, uh-huh. and he, uh-huh. he got he got a t-shirt on saying what's a million pound between friends, and it was when uh, is it Mike Oldfield he sued Mike Oldfield sued Richard Bran- Branson for a million uh-huh. quid or something, but we were mates. So they didn't, they didn't care. It was, it was a laugh. And then, a, and that, and a week before I was actually a, a Virgin signing a publishing deal with Virgin, with with the rest of the band, obviously, I was playing in a like a, a pub in the sticks somewhere. And then a week later, I was in in London signing this publishing deal. And then we signed. They 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 got us a deal. They, they were queuing up to sign us up. So we ended up signing up to CBS. It didn't last long because we yeah. was all bad boys all the time. Um, it didn't last long that one. We wouldn't we wouldn't conform with the uh, yeah. music industry at all. Uh, it's just like a joke, you know. They, wow. They would try, they, and they did try to change us, like did you mentioned before. Absolutely, yeah. We did the first record that we did was with a bloke called Steve Lillywhite, who did mm. um, all the, the greatest. Um, I love Steve Lillywhite. Did, I think. Yeah, I, I think he did. He did you two, Peter Gabriel, Kate Bush. He yeah. did all sorts of stuff. I'm sure he did. Okay, yeah, um, Big country. Simple Minds. Yeah, yeah, Simple Minds. All that. And he, he sort of like tried to whittle us out, you know what I mean? He t- he, well, he, he tried to whittle me out of the band as well. He did? Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. He tried to uh, whittle you recorded. out of chameleons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the, with the, the help of somebody else who used to work from, I think he's passed away now, but uh, somebody who used to be quite a famous bass player who worked for uh, CBS. And, and then in, in the end, we we just told him, basically we told him, piss off. Yeah. 
And then we, no we signed way. a small label connected with Virgin, but he ended up going to Australia, but he ripped us off as well. We just kept getting ripped off all the time, basically. Oh, way. And that's why, we, that, that's why we was always, you know, like bad boys, if you like, because yeah. we just got ripped off. We still do, you know what I mean? Even like so now. So unfortunate. Yeah, I know, I know. Just had my PRS through, and it's like peanuts. They're lucky if they could get a kebab out of it. Yeah, and uh, I know that I'm uh, owed a lot of money from all over the world, but I kiss it, kiss, kiss it goodbye. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't really want it anyway. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that bothered. Wow. So, so it went from there, and then we signed to the Static. Uh, it, it, they ripped us off as well. Not mentioning any names with that, but that was scripts of the bridge, and the uh, the guy who produced it is called Colin Richardson. And he's a big producer now. He, he's done every Slipknot album and things like that. Really? Or he's done one Slipknot album. I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. But he's so done the same a lot. guy that produced you and Script on the Bridge, uh, yeah. Script from the Bridge, is produced uh, Slipknot. I think, I think he. I think he did the, the Slipknot first album. But it really? sold. It sold like a lot of, uh, in 2008. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Colin Richardson, and he's in touch with me now, and he. And I think wow. he's interested in doing something with the red-sided guard snakes. Okay, okay. Be, he, he, I mean, the Slipknot one, it, did, it was multi-million, wasn't it? So, yeah. But he's, he's interested in being involved. I'm sure he is because he keep, I, I'm meeting him at the end of the month, actually. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, so that's another okay. that's another little feather in my cap. So yeah, it's all that. But the, but the second album, the, the uh-huh. uh, Blue Lake album, that is um, by Red Side Guard Snakes. That's uh, it's sort of like it's more when you said it's like dark melo- melodic and stuff like uh-huh. that. It's yeah. quite a, and it's also harder. It's an harder album. It's it's a lot more um, progressive and it's, it's oh interesting, really. Second album, I think, is better than the first album. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. yes. Yeah. Is that one of those things where people always just think their newest material is their best? Which you can't fault them for that. But I love, I mean, I can't wait to hear it because I really just love that sort of dark brooding. There's some Eastern influences yeah. on that yeah, yeah. album that's so good. Crack in a Paper oh. Cup, that's my favorite song on there. Tell me how you feel We don't 
much of it that album is great but the new one is a little more progressive you say it's less is it less kind yeah, it's of more progressive it's more progressive but it's also got what you just stole and words you've mentioned it's got that but it's it's sort of like what you like about the first album the second album you can times it by 10 oh great yeah. well, i can't wait to hear it yeah, then. the next thing i'm doing is i'm doing an ep and then i'm doing a double album really all with yeah, red-sided yeah. garter snake. That is yeah, yeah. Your I've got, I've got all the, uh, I've got, Great. I've got the line up. I've got, uh, got all the tunes. Got everything already, already wrote Excellent. and ready to record. Everything. Oh, that's amazing. So this is really your new. I mean, this is your 100% focus is on this new band, and it's going strong. You got lots of stuff in the pipeline that you can put out yeah. to keep it viable. Yeah. That's great, man. And are I'll you? Go, I mean, yeah. I don't, you'll have surprises. to tell me. Well, there's quite I'll a few go. America. There's quite a few um, musicians from America as well that I won't mention. But uh, okay. there's quite a few of them that are, are sniffing around who are interested in oh, playing on on the double album. You know. Okay. So that that'll be cool. Yeah. I might yeah, even I get I might even get one of them on the EP as well. So, oh, that'd be great. Oh. I'd love to hear it. I'm, I'm I can't say whatever you guys everything's do. Everything's up in the air uh, okay. like that at the moment. So, okay. uh, yeah. You know, are there people, you uh, you would know, do you hear from people, whether they be other famous or less famous musicians who are also Chameleons fans? Mm-hmm. You're not okay. obscure, but you're not a household name either. The Chameleons lie in no. this middle section somewhere. Could, if you guys were to, I'll give you an example. You know, a few years ago, the Pixies, who were a bigger knit band in the late 80s, early 90s in the States, the Pixies, they were never that big when they were around. And then they reformed, and now they're huge, and they can yeah. sell out big venues. And I know that yeah. the Chameleons don't all, or the Chams, as you say, don't all like each other enough to actually do this, but I would think there would be big money in a sustained all four of you reunion. Not that you'd want to do that, but just to com- for comparison's sake, could you do that? If is that offer out there? In a word, absolutely. That's what I thought. Absolute, absolutely no chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Not a chance. But the, but the but the offer would be there, right? I mean, if the chameleons wanted to, all four of you reform and get back together, I would think large crowds would come out to see that. Yep. But uh, there is no chance of it actually happening. Absolutely not. I'm in the business to uh, make music. I'm not in it for money. Yeah. And I don't. Care. If anybody offered me a billion pound, sure, <laughs> I won't. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get get on stage with that person that I won't uh, mention. Oh, so there you go. Heartbreaking. Um, but but I, but but I would I would I would do with my with my stuff, and I, I would ov- sure. obviously I'd do it with Dave and Reg, but. Not that other person, okay. no chance. Not a chance. Not oh, a chance. Boy. That's so sad. So sad. I know, I know it is, but I mean, uh, the, re- the the records have been made. They're out there. They'll be there forever, whatever. Um, yeah. It's no big deal. It's not a yeah. big deal. But um, okay. I'm proud of the records, don't get me wrong. Yeah. No. I'm proud Could of everything done with them, you know. Yeah. Uh, You're an amazing musician. Chameleons, mm-hmm. Red Side of God, whatever you're doing. Yeah. 
it's uh you have a there's a there's a taste level there's a professionalism level you know there's you're one of those artists that can be trusted like i know that whatever john's going to be doing is going to be good and that's not the case for everybody you can't even, bob dylan just won the nobel prize or whatever you can't even say that for bob dylan but i can i can sit back and know that i'm in good hands when i listen to whatever john Lever's doing you know I, I mean, yeah. just as a fan, I can, I can tell you that. So, okay, I want to hear. We'll we'll cut to the chase since there's. I mean, it's all it's 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 like part of my history. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's yeah, got I do. History, I do. I get it. I get it. It's okay. I want to hear though some of your best stories. I mean, you came up in Manchester at a time with bands like The Smiths and yeah. James that I love. I love these bands. I don't know if you yeah. ever corresponded with. Or bumped into the other, you know, bands like Simply Red or Swing Out Sister. I love those guys too. What were some yeah. of your best stories from back in the day? I mean, any any day. But what are some of like the best stories? Mike Joyce still owns me a bottle of Budweiser. He's a drummer out of the Smiths. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know him? I, I was up. No, he doesn't know. I, I hope he never hears this. But he, <laughs> he, he was in where, where I am now, and he was watching a band, and I was there, and I I, I was absolutely skinny at the time. I had a sort of like $10, if you like, in my back uh-huh. pocket, and, I, and we were talking at the bar, and I just said, do you want a beer? He says, yeah, I'll have a bottle of Budweiser. And then, uh, so I bought him a bottle of Budweiser, and I bought myself a drink, and he had to walk home, because he had no money. <laughs> Oh, and then no. the day after, the day after I, I uh, stole my dad's uh, uh, newspaper, and he he just won a million quid or something in yeah. court, you know. From, right in that from court the, decision, uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, with uh, the Morrissey Mar thing and all that. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I've, I've, I've uh, met uh, the bass player out of the Smiths a couple of times as well. He's a nice lad. I meet up with him occasionally, you know, sometimes. I, I will meet up with some of the people that, that you mentioned and that, like you said Swing Out Sister I mean Martin Jackson he was one when I was poorly he took over uh-huh. like, uh, for a bit and then he, he formed Swing Out Sister but he, yeah. he actually played for magazine as well I don't know if you know oh that, sure yeah and he yeah, was a nice right. lad uh, I, I, okay. I, know, I know quite a lot of him but um, when, I say, when I see him I just have a chat and that's it sure. so, okay. no big no egos I, I haven't got an ego anyway so it doesn't yeah, matter I've no. never had one just do it for the love of it, basically, and that's all. And I, 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 I love working the live side now. It's pretty enjoyable because uh, when you get with your mates who are playing, like, like I've, I've been rehearsing for the last three days. I'm start rehearsing mm-hmm. again on Friday, and then do Saturday, Sunday, and all that stuff. But um, it's it's great because um, we just have a laugh. I just uh, that's all I, I do it for now. I just want I just yeah. want it to be fun, you know, and make really fun. good music. And when I go to yeah. the studio, I've got a brilliant studio. I know the bloke who owns the studio. I've known him for years. He's actually produced one of the, the Chameleons albums. I can't remember which one it was now. The, the acoustic one and the it's called uh, Why Call It Anything or something. I don't know what yeah. it's called. Uh-huh. Anyway, yep. he owns a studio, but he's he's a really busy lad as well. It's called uh, the the studio's called the Edge Recording okay. Studio. It's in a place called Old the Edge, which is okay. uh, quite a posh place where all the footballers live, and it's all like country country park okay. and stuff. Cool. So, and uh, we just like turn up and just like we'll take 
take a few boxes of beer and a load of sandwiches okay. and food and stuff, and then just have a laugh. Okay. Great. It, it does. It does actually smell of cow shit, though. It, <laughs> not the studio, but outside because it's like in a farm. <laughs> it stinks of cow shit. That's great. Oh, that's great. Well, look. Okay, uh, so I got two last questions for you, and they're questions cool, I man. ask everybody. Okay. What, when you look back on your career, what is the most? What was the highlight, or what was the best memory? And it can be from at any point. Did you ever meet a hero? Did you ever play a show to a bigger crowd than you would have imagined? Uh, a groupie, mm. whatever. You tell me what that greatest moment was, and then I want to know I what think, your biggest regret is. I, th- I think probably the uh, playing at the Academy, Academy One in Manchester, and we sold it out uh, with millions, but we also got ripped off as well. <laughs> As usual, yeah. but um, it was absolutely hammered. We 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 took the record off uh, David Bowie's Tin Machine, oh. and we didn't even advertise it. We didn't even advertise it. I think there was a. It's not a big crowd to you, but I mean, I think there were. It only held two and a half thousand or something, and we got nearly three thousand, and they were absolutely packed wow. with rappers. It was, and that and that's probably the most proudest best memory I've got uh, playing. I don't even know. I can't, I can't even remember doing it. I was sure. that, like, scared. <laughs> oh, yeah. and the other one was uh, playing with um, Joe Cocker, Simple Minds, in a festival in um, Europe, in Germany, a shut-off festival, and we played in front of 40,000 people. And that was oh. an amazing feeling. But I was, I was even more... Can you imagine it? I just had to pretend that was in my, in my bedroom. You know, I had to stare yeah. at the floor. I really? Couldn't, I couldn't look up. It was like a sea of beds. It was just uh, amazing. Wow. But you get a lot of artists that they, they must do that all the time, you know what I mean? Sure. Crowds like that, but that's the biggest crowd. I also played, the other one was played in front of 20,000 in Germany as well, uh, wow. with uh, supporting the Cure, the Punk oh, Cure. Yeah, yeah uh, and also uh, I know I know a lot of people from fiction as well. And Dave Allen produced Strange Times. He's he's been in touch with me as well. He's he's showing a bit of interest in what I'm doing. Good. I'll be sending him some albums over and stuff. And, oh and, great! Um, yeah. And so it's all it's all. As you say, it's just people that I've known for years. I just want yeah. to let them know that I'm still doing stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. So, sure. Uh, and it, and they're all keep in touch with me on the Facebook and things like that. So good, good, good. You feel there's loved. A, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, I'm not name dropping or anything like that. It's just like I don't care if I'm. I'm just doing it for the music. I just want to yeah. make music. I, I don't do it for the money. I'm not interested yeah. in money. You know. Right. Well, if I get some money, I get some money. I don't get. I don't care. Sure. I probably give it away. I don't. You got it. your coins, right? You can uh, um, make a living off the coins. I know where to get them, but I also do metal detection. As well. Metal detection? Yeah, yeah. I find them in, in fields. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of those, uh, yeah, they, like a sweeper yeah. things. And you go, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do. That. That's find... one of my hobbies. Yeah. Oh, I've done that for about 30 years, uh, metal detection. Oh, yeah. fascinating. And I found, fascinating. I found loads of really good stuff, yeah. Good. Well, it you know. sounds to me like, I mean, 
again, I, we didn't get too much into the weeds on it, but it sounds like you've had 30 years of, of a real roller coaster emotionally. Yeah, yeah. From, and I've uh, put another five on it as well, 35 years. Yeah, that's true. It. Yeah, that's true. It goes back even further. You're right. And yeah, Since it was probably, uh, 17, turning on 18, when I turned so on 18. It sounds like at this point you just want to have a good time and relax and no drama. Yeah. And you've got it, right? You've, you've yeah. got this thing going on that uh, allows you to feel that way and get what you want. And it's been 35-plus yeah. years of waiting. So I'm really happy for you. Well, look, John, yeah, yeah, I love I've, you a lot. I've got, I've got, I've got, it's okay. I've, also, I've got my own record label now, so that's okay. Oh, you do? Uh, oh, Lisa from the record label, um, okay. the Sympathic uh, Independent. I hope you wrote it down where the album's available from, both okay. of them. Okay. Yeah. What about um, you personally? I mean, are you married? Do you have kids? Anything like that? I've got two children from a mythos marriage. Okay. And, okay. Uh, but I've only been married once, so... Okay. Um, I've, I've never... I've, I haven't really married. I have been married for... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I can't remember. 25 years or something. Oh, wow. Okay. 26 years or something like that. Got it. Okay. Uh, I've got a cat. Oh, there you go. Yes. Got I've got a cat, a cat that okay. sits on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, good, man. Well, thank you for talking to me, John. This meant a lot. I love you a lot. I love your music. It's made my life better. Yeah. You've had a big hand in bringing me a lot of joy in my life, and I want to thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you very much. There you have it, John Lever. I know that was challenging, but I really hope that it rekindled your interest in the Chameleons and the Red-Sided Garter Snakes. Those bands are so amazing. And because we couldn't talk about Chameleons, I didn't get to insert a lot of music into the episode. So we're going to close with a couple of songs here. First up, the one that's playing right now is called Up the Down Escalator. It's on script of the bridge. And following that is a song called Soul is in Isolation, which is the most, in my opinion, the most beautiful song ever recorded. When you hear it, you're going to think I'm twisted for feeling that way, but I do. It blows my mind. Most beautiful song ever recorded. I stand by that. Hopefully one day we can tell the chameleon story. I don't know what it's going to take. I love that band and I wanted to honor them and it didn't work out, but maybe it will some other time. We'll see. Next week we are doing a third in the series, an absolute pioneer, both musically sexually, politically, of the British post-punk movement of the late 70s, early 80s. So I hope, if nothing else, you'll come back and hear that one. Thank you, John. Thank you big time to last week's guest, David Newton of the Mighty Lemon Drops, who pointed me in John's direction. If this is your first time listening to us, check us out. You can go into iTunes. You can check out the archives. You can subscribe. You can write us a review. You can find us on Facebook. You can like our page. You can communicate with us that way. If you want to send me an email, it's at the hustlepod at gmail.com or I'm on Twitter, barely, at the hustlepod. Huge thanks, as always, to Yan the Man Makevich for putting everything together. Yan is truly the man. And I hope you guys will join us next Tuesday. Love you all. We'll talk to you later.